Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever. It's me, your host, Luke LeBen, and alongside me, as always, here to close out a wonderful year in music with me, it's Kevin Connor. What's up, Kev? Luke, I'm excited to be here. It's been a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. A ton of good music this year, and we're we're at the end. We're in the we're home at, stretch, baby. We're at mile 26. We just got to do that point two. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to count down from 10 to 1 on our best albums of 2022 list. But first, we're going to recap what we talked about in our mini-sode last uh, week where we talked about our albums 20 through 11. So I will just run down my list so we can catch the listener up at where we're at in our list. So... At 20, I had Cheek Face with Too Much to Ask, a great poppy punk band I played on the podcast this year. Uh, 19, I had Soul Glow with the album Diaspora Problems, great hardcore punk band. Uh, at 18, I had Jid with The Forever Story, amazing rapper. Uh, the first time I had a ska album on my end of year list, Jer with Bothered slash Unbothered. Uh, then the amazing debut from Wet Leg, self-titled debut there. Uh, Sasami with Squeeze, amazing album with metal, indie rock, all over the place. Uh, and then Always with Blue Rev, one of my favorite bands. Great new album from them. Danger Mouse and Black Thought with Cheat Codes. Amazing hip-hop pairing there. Uh, Ways Blood with And In The Darkness, Hearts Glow. That's the most recent addition. Uh, some awesome folky 70s rock inspired stuff there. And then my number 11, Muna, with their self-titled album. Uh, amazing electronic synth pop band, uh, Muna. They do so much great stuff and they open for Phoebe Bridgers. And uh, yeah, why don't you run down your list now, Kev? Yeah, we've got a couple of similarities. I think we're yeah. gonna, each going to have a couple that show up later today uh but my number 20 was laura howell from mitski loved that album mitski always incredible uh then methyl ethyl with are you haunted from earlier in the year that but that stuck around stayed in my head really liked it haunted you uh exactly uh an amazing hip-hop album brent fiaz with wasteland uh that one also stuck around for quite a while the Incredible Soccer Mommy with Sometimes yes. Forever. Uh, I rated her last one too low and didn't make this mistake again. Uh, we have Beach Bunny with Emotional Creature. First album from Beach Bunny since they kind of blew up with their previous EP. Yes. And it did not disappoint. Uh, an album I think I might be hearing from you later today, Luke. Denzel Curry with Melt My Eyes, See Your Future. Uh, one of my favorite hip-hop albums of the year. Mm-hmm. Barty Strange with Farm to Table. We yes. both talked about that album a ton. Uh, Muna, that very similar uh, ranking. Me at 13, you at 11 with their self-titled album. Kendrick Lamar with Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I think another album we'll be talking more about later. 
and Steve Lacey with Gemini Rights. Yep. So both really solid teens uh, in that album, right? We've yeah. we've gone from twenty to eleven, and now I'm gonna start it off with number ten, with an album that I uh, featured earlier this year on the pod, and it is Young Bay with Groove Continental. Um, Luke, you were a fan of this track I played previously, L-O-V-E. It was a great track featuring, uh, Earth Gang and John Batiste Sherwin. Awesome, grooving track, uh, Groove Continental, the name of the album. Nailed it and won with that one, Young Bay. Mm. Uh, and this, his albums have grown on me more and more and more. Uh, I, Bay 5 was a, I was a huge fan of, uh, that was my first introduction. And then I went back and listened to everything. And this was his best yet. This is most approachable, most accessible, and uh, just just an absolute jam. So we got a lot of ground to cover, so let's just get this music playing. Here is Young Bay featuring Cosmos Midnight with Straight Up Relaxin'. Thank you. 
Gotta give that a lordy lordy Barry Gordy. Of course. It's gonna be a lot of those today. Lordy um, lordy Barry Groovy. Exactly. Uh, it's groove. Great summer jam. Yeah, and I feel like most likely we're probably gonna be giving stamps of approval to every song today because they're some of the best albums of the year. Exactly. What do you expect? Yeah. And we've got so many more to go, so we let's do. move on. That was Young Bay with straight up relaxing. Featuring Cosmos Midnight from Groove Continental Side A, out now on Arista Records. And my number 10 comes from an artist who I've known for a long time, but it took me a while to really like have his music click. And uh, now I love him so much. And this is Kurt Vile uh, with the album Watch My Moves. And uh, I just love like... He has, he's the one artist I let get away with just like lengthy meandering songs, uh, just get lost in the guitar haze and, uh, his like low deadpan voice. I love it so much. And, uh, this is my favorite album of his. So yeah, that's my number 10. Let's move on to your number nine, Kev. An artist we all might've heard of. It is of course, Beyonce, um, Mm. with Renaissance yes i this album like really was uh like number 12 for me for quite a while like it it didn't make the cut and i went back and i was gonna listen to everything and i like two tracks and i was like yeah this is the top 10 album of the year um she is just at her peak i feel like lemonade was such a new like sound for her like it, it it obviously relied on a ton of like trap and um hip-hop production and this moved way more into like club and house stuff um and it really benefited from it like i feel like she pairs so well over it and i cuff it has been stuck in my head for like four months it's insane (laughs) you know Um, which one stuck with me is cozy because actually i um i listened to this once when it came out and then like I was like, I need to keep going back to it. Like, and for months, I just, I forgot to. And then, uh, like once my top 10 list was locked, I went back to it again and I was like, yeah, I don't think this would have made my top 10, but it's really good. I love lemonade, but um, yeah, I lemonade would have been like a number three for me that year. Yeah. I think it was, it may have been my number one. I don't know. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, like the whole, like, housey referencing like the drag culture in like yeah. the 80s and like 
the Grace Jones feature. Uh, mm-hmm. That's awesome. And yeah, I really enjoyed it listening to it a second time. And I'm like, man, maybe it would have been higher on my list if it hadn't been just the timing. But I'm glad you got it on here. Yeah, it's a fantastic album. All right. And my number nine, fresh off of Dad Rock Summer, I uh, still wanted that 70 rock, 70s like soft rock vibes. And this album definitely delivered it this fall. Uh, this is the album Hiding in Plain Sight by Drug Dealer, which Drug Dealer's the uh, project of LA musician Michael Collins. And I was reading, I actually didn't realize this until I read the press release today that like he was thinking of giving it up. Like he was about to pack it in. He had two albums and uh, like features from Way's Blood and all these great people. Those two albums are really good. Like I remember uh, Raw Honey when I heard it back in 2019. I was like, damn, this is great. Uh, but he was like kind of afraid to let himself sing. And so it have these great features and like wasn't crazy about his voice. And then. Uh, he had like this awakening meeting this artist who uh, like told him the range he should be singing in. And so now he this was the first song. We're going to hear the song Madison, which is the opening track on the album. And it was the first song he wrote singing in this new way that like really suited his range. And I love his voice. And so I'm so glad that this album did come out and that he embraced his voice because he sounds like somewhere between like Van Morrison, uh, maybe even a little Donald Fagan in there, but just like just a great like 70s rock soundy voice. So it fits the sound like perfectly. Uh, and this song has just I still have not stopped playing this song. Just the harmonies and the chorus like the melody. It's so beautiful. And I love the lyrics. And I like to picture that he's singing about Madison with two with a Y and two N's, but not where you think from She-Hulk. Listen to verse two. Just picture that he's singing about Madison. But uh, but the lyrics are like there's like a hint of heartbreak in there, but also like it's sort of like a uh, peace with everything. And it's just like a great peaceful like cruising song and a bunch of his music videos are like him driving around and it perfectly fits the sound on this album and before i play the song i do have to mention a couple of features on this album from bse alum that you introduced me to kev kate bollinger and sedona sedona shows up on posse cut the last track which is great uh with a couple other features but the kate bollinger song pictures of you is probably my second favorite song after madison um so yeah, this is like the whole uh, the whole family's been on BSE uh, from this album. So you love to see it. Uh, so why don't we take a listen to Drug Dealer with Madison? It comes around She's the kind of woman that can really get you down And whoa, she's a stranger that they talk about When they say Madison She's always trying to find another place to go Cruising to the music on the radio And they're trying to understand 
diggity dog it's madison hell yeah yeah that album rules i was just listening to it today and it's a great pick it might be like maybe a consensus like best song ever like thumbs up this is a great album um especially after the summer dad rock summer definitely like right this embodies that mood um yeah but uh for for fans of steely dan and doobie brothers it's right up our alley absolutely um, and I love like that story just about how I've heard this before of like albums that almost didn't happen, but you know, with making music, you're putting yourself out there in a major way. And that comes with a lot of self doubt. And so, uh, sometimes you need other people to appreciate, uh, you, the things about you that you can't appreciate yourself. And so, uh, it's great hearing that Michael didn't succumb to the self doubt and put out this cause we, now we love it, and we all get to hear his voice, and it's wonderful. Absolutely. It's great. 
So that was Drug Dealer with Madison from Hiding in Plain Sight, out now on Mexican Summer. And Luke, moving on to my number eight. And you know what we do after dinner. We talk dreams. We talk dreams. I am, of course, (laughs) talking about the album from Michelle, the awesome musical collective out of New York. And they, uh, this album as a whole is just super demonstrative of like, sometimes we talk about how like duos or trios are just like the, like a very ideal musical form because you get like very focused musical ideas. Uh, and this disproves that idea because it's, it's six members, I believe in Michelle. Um, most of not all are, you know, don't follow gender norms or are, you know, part of the LGBTQ community and this song especially i'm i'm throwing expiration date in our playlist weaves between so many vocalists but is so like effective at at transitioning between them that it almost on first listen you could think like this is one incredibly talented vocalist um kind of hitting some different ranges but no like it's it's many different vocalists all doing something like very unique but working together towards the same sound and that goes throughout the entire album and it's just it's one of my favorite saturday morning cozy albums yeah it's good for that i uh re-listened to it recently and yeah there's so many great jams on it i feel like uh for me it didn't quite get to the top 10 but it's definitely in my bigger list of like best albums of the year because it's really great there's some really the fuck me like the end of the world song is great (laughs) i love that one yeah all right well my number eight uh this is a great band that i was a snob about for earlier in their career kept hearing reports that they were good but would not uh get into it until notes on a conditional form came out in 2020 this is the 1975 they're huge hugely popular band they're on tour right now my wife's watching tiktoks of them constantly uh I don't need to tell you who the 1975 are, but I uh, love this uh, album and I thought it couldn't top notes on a conditional form, but I think maybe just because it's shorter and I, it just feels like to me, it's like bang, 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 like amazing song after amazing song. It feels like a more condensed, more cohesive version of that. And uh, I really uh, love the uh, songwriting on the last album, but I love, they got like sort of like Lou Reed street hassle type strings on some songs in here. Then there's some like eighties ish songs. And then there's some like nice, like folky country ish acoustic parts to songs. So they're doing some interesting stuff. Uh, Some new ground for the 1975, but some great poppy jams. I feel like right now I'm where you were with the 1975 in like 2019. Like, yeah. I hear they're good. That album, um, what was the 2021 called? Uh, Notes on a Conditional Form. Yeah, like, I I got it. It wasn't for me. Like, I don't think I gave it more than, like, a listen or two. Uh, but this one, I think I need to go back and, and enjoy. Because if it is shorter and more focused, like, that may be exactly what I need to, like, yeah. flip that switch. Yeah. Um. Also, like, Notes on a Conditional Form, I think you were thrown off by the Greta Thunberg intro and then the punk song, and then the rest of the album, they don't do anything like that. Like, yeah. they're not punk at all. But 
I Brian recently put that on a playlist and I went back and listened. It actually makes a lot of sense because they have Greta Thunberg and then they have this angry punk song in the choruses. People like people. They want alive people. The young surprise people stop fucking with the kids. So it's like, it makes sense. It's yeah. sort of like their anger. Like it makes more sense, but stylistically it can be a little jarring. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, my number seven, uh, one of the great hip hop albums of the year. And uh, Luke, I don't know if this one resonated with you as much as it did with me, but it is I Know Nego from Nego. I didn't get into this one as much. I should probably spend some more time with it. It really feels like a mixtape. It, like, if if all the featured artists, like ASAP Rocky, ASAP Ferg, Tyler, uh, Pusha T, Kid Cudi, Clips, Pop Smoke, Lil Uzi Vert. Like, there's a ton of people on that. And wow. it's, it's like, it feels like they were all just hanging out of the studio. Yeah. Um, And this album is, you know, by Nigo, but it's entirely produced by Pharrell. Or mostly produced by Pharrell. Wow. So, yeah, and you hear that distinct four beat on a lot of tracks. Um, mm. And it's just, like... It's fun. Like, I just feel like everyone on that album is really trying to, like, t- one-up each other um, <laughs> in all these features and stuff. And it just, it it definitely, like, got a lot of, like, listening in the car from me. Like, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to put on Nico. Uh, and just, like, cruise and jam. Uh, probably, it, it, it probably would have remained in that position had Dad Rock Summer not, like, rocked our world. Um, because it did come out in the spring, but it's an album that like coming back to was a lot of familiar faves. Nice. Yeah. I definitely want to check it out some more. Well, my number seven will definitely come up later on the countdown and we're going to talk about it more in depth. So I'm just going to give my quick like elevator pitch for it. Uh, this is the album second nature by Lucius which uh, Lucius was the band that's uh, fronted by Jess Wolf and Holly Lasig, and they had matching haircuts. They would sing these amazing harmonies, kind of like folky-ish, uh, country-ish instrumentals, uh, but just amazing vocals, and I love this band. Then they come out with this new album produced by Brandy Carlisle. It features Brandy Carlisle and Cheryl Crow on a song, and it's like disco-y, poppy, funky fun. And it was just like a total step forward, total like reinventing of this band and their sound. Uh, still keeping what I love, amazing harmonies, just like even some like softer, like country moments that kind of harken back to their earlier days. But a big step forward for this band. So we're going to talk about it more later, but that's sort of my uh first first thoughts also kevin i don't know if you saw i didn't watch the episode i just watched the performances they just played snl what with brandy carlisle and oh because brandy carlisle was on yeah because i was like nice yeah i i always look at like the cards that they post yeah yeah they were not the musical guests but uh they did like a really nice post like talking about how like brandy lifts up women in music and like uh it's just super fun like the performance is part where like brandy like points at them and they like do a little harmony part it's so fun and then i watched brandy's performance of the story that was incredible too uh watch that all of it's great but yeah i was like that's super awesome that they 
got on SNL right around the time that we're talking about how awesome they are. So absolutely. There you go. Well, Luke, we're moving on to number six and uh, you know, it was a great year for pop punk. Uh, yes. I, I'm going to have some more later on in this episode. You sure will. But this artist is someone that you got a chance to play earlier in the year. And I'm going to go ahead and play it this time. And this is Mint Green with the incredible yes. album All Girls Go to Heaven. It just, like, really shows a lot of the variety the genre can have. Like, it is not so, like, heavy guitar-driven. Like, it does veer into singer-songwriter territory at times. Uh, yeah. But I think the songwriting here really, um, really stands out which is something that a lot of the pop punk artists I've loved throughout my life never necessarily, I don't want to say, like, focused on, but... But that's not what drew you to it. It was more like the energy and the exactly. vibe. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's got that extra layer of yeah, quality. exactly. And I, I think this album um, was a really, really fantastic debut. Um, oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm really impressed with Mint Green, and like I'm excited for more. And we are gonna get a chance to play a song today, so uh, let's give a listen to "Make Me Stay" by Mint Green.
once again give that a lordy lordy berry gordy oh yeah uh that that's got such a great build at the end there great vocal performance so good yeah that's the song that really stood out to the album with me like i i was listening to it in the background when it first came out um as i do for a lot of stuff and then like it it snapped my attention to it and ever since then i've listened to the album so much more critically and enjoyed it so much in a whole like body language the track you played earlier in the year incredible um i i just i am blown away that this is a debut because it already feels so strong yeah yeah they've got like the the emo like pop punkish rock sound but then there's also like some dreaminess some lush dreamy pop elements going on there too which i feel like gives it an interesting quality so very cool this is a great debut up there with wet leg for sure some of the best debuts of 2022 yeah did wet leg make your list yeah they were uh like 15 or something last week gotcha Yeah. yeah i that was so long ago. That was a great album. That didn't make mine, and I feel like now I'm regretting it. Yeah. Well, you always leave with some regrets, but we do our best. That was Mint Green with Make Me Stay from All Girls Go to Heaven, out now on Pure Noise Records. All right, Kev. Well, we're going to go into my number six. i uh not sure if you've heard of her. Taylor Swift? <laughs> uh-huh. I think I have to abstain for a couple more uh, entries before I get into this one. Okay, once again, like Lucius, I'll just do my little spiel on it. Um, because we stayed up late, Tay and Ray Day, we stayed up late and listened to Taylor Swift Midnights and Carly Rae Jepsen's The Loneliest Time and discussed it on a pod. And, you know, I was really debating whether or not to include Taylor because, like, Folklore was one of my favorite ones in 2020, but I'm always like, you know, I want to highlight lesser-known artists already have the 1975 and maybe another major artist that I'm going to talk about later, but maybe it's just because, uh, I couldn't escape it if I wanted, but I feel like this album, I wore it out pretty quick. Then it, now it's come around to where I'm like, liking it again. You know, you go mm-hmm. through that phase where it's like, you first are like, okay, now I need a break and then listen to some other stuff. Uh, but now I feel like it's firmly cemented as like uh, definitely one of the best albums of the year. And I think it is one of my favorites of hers. I always was like, okay, you know, as a pop snob and even like Kyle and I have gone back and listened to some of like lover and reputation. And there's some lyrics that are just so cheesy and just like some production that sounds like it's from a fucking Wayfair ad and I'm like who how did someone let Taylor Swift sing on this um but I feel like you know with folklore she obviously major change worked with Aaron Dester and just like pivoted to the more folky style I think just some of her best songwriting uh started on folklore but some of it's on midnights uh as well and I feel like I was really interested to see what the sound was going to be like. And it was just sort of polished, pretty synth pop, you know, and then some, you got some guitar based songs. Like I put on our playlist, uh, you're on your own kid, which is, you know, a little more guitar driven, but there's some, just some great songs on here. Some really, she, she knows how to get me, uh, you know, in the feels and, uh, 
I always am astounded by her ability to be a major pop star and write relatable lyrics uh, that draw even the snobbiest among us like me in. So there's my spiel on Midnight's. From a true Swifty, I will have much more to say later. I am a Swifty now. I mean, I'm just a late adopter. I'm a little bit of a bandwagon jumper, jumper, but yeah, I, 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 I am a Swifty as well, and I, I'm okay with it. And you know what? It's kind of fun. I get it. Yeah. So we'll talk more about that album coming up. Yeah, because I want to talk about my number five, which you talked about last week, and that is Danger Mouse and Black Thought with Cheat Codes. Yes. You may disagree with this point, and I know for a fact you will, but to me, this was the best hip-hop album of the year. I mean, not on my list, but it it's my third or fourth. So yeah, it's like, and, and I've got, you've got one coming up that I have a little lower. Um, yeah. Actually, you have two coming up, because I've been looking at your list, mm-hmm. because I'm cheating. But I... Cheat codes. Hey. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Danger Mouse is just like... It goes to show how big production is for me on a hip-hop album, with my number seven and number five being from Pharrell and Danger Mouse, two of the best hip-hop producers in the game. Um, And Danger Mouse has obviously expanded to all genres. Um, Like, this is an unofficial shout-out to Into the Blue, the new Broken Bells album this year. That was great. And I just haven't sat with as much as the previous ones. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I I do think this is like Black Thought and Danger Mouse both developing into such monumental artists that this collab is just like them at both their best. Yeah. The song I'm putting into this playlist is Belize, which features MF Doom and is just like an amazing verse from him. I so hope, good. I like I I truly hope that like MF Doom has been featured on a bunch of stuff that he's yet to come out because like his verses are a comfort for me on albums like. I, There's been a bunch of them that have come out since he passed. I've I've seen a handful come through, you know. Yeah. Um. But like, not to mention, like, uh, this is another album similar to I Know Nigo, where you've got a bunch of features, including ASAP Rocky, who's on that album, but also Run the Jewels, Joey Badass, Raekwon, Conway the Machine, yeah. a bunch of others. Just like it feels like an album where a producer and a couple of great artists are getting in the studio and getting all the most talented people they know and making the best music they can. And it certainly comes through for this album. Also, I should point out they made a joint Instagram danger mouse and black thought. So I'm like, maybe this is a duo that's sticking around and that would be incredible because I mean, this one is like, every song's great. And that's why I said like, once we're in our like top twenty, we're in every song on the album is great territory as it yeah. is. So it's like just a matter of how you're ranking those. But I mean, I wouldn't put it past them sticking around together because like Black yeah. Thought's obviously been in the roots for decades. And yeah. Danger Mouse has been in how many amazing duos? I too I'd many be, to count. Like like several, which is just yeah. an incredible stat on its own. So right. like yeah maybe we do get G codes too or or wh- whatever is next <laughs> sign me up or like A A B B down, down up, up the, the Konami code up down <laughs> up down B something B A star I know that's how it ends <laughs> yeah um all right well I'm gonna get into my number five and we're gonna hear a song from it uh 
this is one of my favorite bands, Beach House with Once Twice Melody. You got me the record for my birthday, Kev. Which and... can I just can I say what about it, what I said to you when I gave it to you? Yes. The perfect vinyl album. Yes, because they had a very inventive release schedule of releasing it in four EPs. So we really got some of these songs at the end of last year. So this was sort of like a year-long album, although it came out in February. Uh, It did stick with me throughout the year. And uh, I previously played Runaway, which was from part two. And, uh, you know, it's a great, like, synth-heavy sort of like bouncy track kind of different from what I expected from them. Uh, this was the first album too, where they worked with a live orchestra. So it's just an epic cinematic sound. Uh, but you know, the, it is a really strong first, the first two parts and part two is actually my favorite of the four, but I wanted to pick one that comes later in the album. Maybe one that was, uh, not as, well-known as like hurts to love, which was a great one that comes later in the album. So I went with only, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I first heard this band in 2010 and just, it's great to hear that they're, they're still doing what I want. They're still giving me the satisfaction I want. I'm like, this just feels like classic beach house, but also it just feels bigger and bolder and more cinematic Uh, So let's take a listen to Beach House with Only You Know.
Of course. A hot diggity dog. This album is incredible. Uh, yeah. Beach House really messing with the music release format, yet still putting out just like a great album. Um, yeah. And and also four great EPs. Like, right. you know, have you resequenced However this yet? However you want to. Oh, did I? No, I really should. Okay, yeah. Like I know that was that was twenty twenty one, Luke. Maybe you've you've grown now. No, no. I think I'll do it again. Yeah. I think I just sort of fell off in the middle of the year, so I didn't do as much mm-hmm. resequencing, but next year I'll probably do something. Okay. Yeah. I've I've now you're now you're gonna be lost in it for months. <laughs> uh but yeah, I love this sort of like shoegazy rocking out sound but then it's so like lush and fuzzy that it's not like so in your face it's still kind of like just dreamy and beach housey and uh i love the lyrics a lot of them and the sort of story that's being told there like again a hint of heartbreak with those days are gone but you were the only one and i love the line you're sweet like a candy cane i didn't even know your name and just the way those drums are like oh boom 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 I love this that drum sound on there. Just so like 80s and also like shoegazy, just really interesting sound, but great step forward for Beach House and uh always love new albums from them. I there's not one among the bunch that I haven't loved, so it's not a surprise that this is my number 5. So that was Beach House with Only You Know from Once Twice Melody out now on Sub Pop Records. And now to talk Taylor Swift. Let's do it. All right, we're talking about Midnight's. Um, I, Luke, you you said a lot of the points that I made is that I think Folklore yes. and Evermore are better albums. I prefer Aaron Desner's production. I didn't say that. I feel like I like Midnight's more than Evermore. <laughs> no, I like Midnight's more than both of them. I don't oh. think it's as good of an album, but I like it more. Mm. Um, I because it's really. Is this the 10 best albums or our 10 favorite albums? I stand by this as my 10 favorite albums. Yeah. Um, music is purely subjective. There's not a way to objectively say this is the best album of the year. Right. I love this album. I listen to it all the time. It, Lavender Haze, like, whatever, oh. whatever. Like, I would love someone much smarter than I am to dive into why that song makes my brain feel the way it does. Um, oh, I was watching a dude react to it on YouTube. That was very good. I'll, I'll send you the link. Okay. I'll find yeah, because it. <laughs> it's just like, it makes my brain feel fuzzy. And I like that feeling. <laughs> um, and Which you didn't like appreciate it as much early on, which I feel like there are some songs in here that are growers, which is a little different for Taylor Swift. Yeah. Like, no, I, at l- first, you weren't sure how to feel about it, but then it's like, Lavender Hayes slaps. My most favorite listen, or my least favorite listen was my first one, and it's grown yeah. since. And I, you know, someone said that Taylor Swift really just embodies a corny millennial. Um, <laughs> and, like, she does. And I, that's who I am, right? Like, yeah. I, so. I, she embraces it. I sure. was pretending to be too cool. So that's what she did before maybe not i don't know whatever she's too so she can do whatever the, what she wants it's corny and it's great karma yeah. is a cat purring in my lap because it loves me a plus oh, so no good. notes it's it's just fantastic um and like i've listened to this album a lot she's my number one artist annie's not entirely to blame for that because i did really <laughs> really like this album right um 
I think the middle, kind of, it's a little, it's a little middling. Great word for it. Uh, I don't know. I love Midnight Rain and You're on Your Own, Kid. I think are two really strong. Yeah, like Taylor Swift classics. But we're gonna have different favorites anyway, Kev, because you're the banger bitch and I'm lyrical Lukey. So it's like, yeah, there's something for everyone on this album. I Vigilante shit, one of my favorite songs on the album. Oh, some people hate that song. See, th- I get it because it's like that's what if you're a fan of like Billie Eilish, bad guy. Mm-hmm. That's the oh, type yeah, of song 100%. it is, you know. But then I, it's like you. It, that's it, not. Kyle hates it. it and if she like also it. came out and was like, oh, yeah, I wrote the song and her reputation didn't have a spot for the album. I'd be like, makes a ton of sense. Totally get to- it. Totally. Um, yeah. Karma could be off 1989. I Like, I do feel like this is her kind of taking a lot of her best yeah. aspects of her previous albums, slapping it together and make an album that at first to me wasn't super cohesive, but now has become a very, very fun listen. Very excited also, to see it live. Yes. Oh, we're both going to see it live, and it's going to be great. Also, she made uh, another great song into the uh, Lexicon of Rain songs. You got uh, November. You got Purple. You got Midnight. (laughs) All right. Well, my number four album, Kev, you already put it on your list. It's Denzel Curry with Melt My Eyes, See Your Future. Uh it's much higher on my list, obviously. I'm a big fan of him. I remember Brian played uh, Denzel Curry back in the day on this podcast and introduced me to him on this very podcast. And ever since, I've been a big fan. Loved his collaboration with Kenny Beats. I have the vinyl of that. I forgot. I got that as a gift. Ooh. I was going through my records. I was like, hell yeah, I have Denzel and Kenny Beats. Um, but Melt My Eyes to Your Future just uh, his best work yet a yes. real like he has robert glasper on the opening track like an amazing like jazz musician uh he's got a amazing feature from t pain uh not to mention like uh the tracks like walkin i mean walkin walk was is so good maybe my favorite song of the year even though this isn't my favorite album of the year it might be my favorite song and it just stuck with me so much and his words, like, I don't know if there's, like, lyrics, like, rap lyrics that stuck with me that much of, like, and just perfectly, like, summing up some real, like, you know, difficult issues to articulate. But, I mean, it's personal. And, like, when he says the the line about ain't no options for my partners, take away uh, take away stress, we ganja cop and take away stress, it's all forgot. That whole part, I think I messed up one line. But, like, that, just the rhythm of it and also what he's saying just, like, sticks with you so much. And the video is so cinematic and epic and, like, unlike any other music video I've ever seen. And then he did the Samurai movie for Zatoichi. Uh, it's just just an incredible album. And uh, throughout, you're always like, oh, man, he can't have any other great ones. And then Zatoichi comes, like, second to last. And so just... A, an amazing step forward for like a young a young guy a young talent a rising star but he's he's in in my top five of all time maybe i think of hip-hop artists yeah wow probably. i don't know i'm just gonna throw no, no, a I love statement it. like that I, it's great i'll <laughs> it's hold you to it time. um no it's this album's incredible i this was like not a big hip-hop year for me personally it was my most listened to genre on Spotify rap, but like, I don't feel hmm. like any of the hip hop 
albums this year made it into my like Mount Rushmore, you know, or, or maybe, maybe that's a little too exclusive. Made it into my my favorites of all time. They were all good, yeah, but they weren't they weren't good kid Matt weren't City. Your, which like your uh, yeah yeah and like um, that's hey, a, we're gonna get there. Well, that's an unfair <laughs> standard to hold any album to, but. Which also, I have a bit of a hot take on Good Kid Mets. <laughs> okay, I th- I feel we'll like we're about. gonna we're gonna finish this podcast fighting. Um, no, but no, I I loved I love this album. I think it's a great pick. I'm glad you have it in your top ten. Yeah. Uh, my number three, and now like at this point, I was dragging them back and forth. Yeah. They they this is. This Had the mood struck me, this would have been number one. Uh, and I was really excited that it was a debut album from a, a smaller artist. Uh, and I'm talking about the album Love Me Forever from Pink Shift, someone I played in the podcast pretty recently. Um, yeah. And this album came out on the you know legendary Tay Ray Day. And it took me a few days to get to it. And oh, when I yeah. did, I was so disappointed that I hadn't gotten to it day one because it's so good. This is my favorite pop punk album in a decade. I like it's it, like this, this is possible. If, if I was saying that like none of the hip hop albums made it to my Mount Rushmore of, of hip hop, I think this is on my Mount Rushmore of pop punk. Like I put this up there with three cheers for sweet revenge by my chem oh, and, and, yeah. and um, from under the cork tree by fall out boy. It is oh, wow. high praise. It's it's album is incredible. It's energetic. It's emotional. They bring it all. I played the the first track previously. I'm not crying. You're crying. Uh, and yeah. and I'll be playing a track today, and it's the second track. And you're gonna hear it starts mid note. Uh, the <laughs> the tracks like bl- are are mixed together, and it's such a strong opener. That like, I don't know how you're not sold on this band be, having it like like just being incredible <laughs> by five minutes in. I can't speak highly enough. Let's get to it. Let's listen to Pink Shift with nothing in my head.
Water Jam. That that goes hard. That as you as promised, mid note, uh, and then it doesn't stop and just just rips. I feel like all three of those like core members are all just bringing their A game. If you listen, like, because I listen to the album, but like, you know, you let the songs wash over you, you get the vibe. But then listening to each of their individual parts in that, like, they're all just slaying and. Yeah. Uh, it's it's incredible and yeah ashrita kumar definitely like up there i you get the whole vibe of like the the front person of this type of band just incredible vocal performance like up there with your gerard ways and Haley Haley williams is um yeah just just incredible uh yeah and i just listened to this was the one album on your list i hadn't listened to all the way through and just listened to it today and awesome just yeah. rips uh, I mean, like, just speak to this, like, the technical prowess. Like, that bridge with the guitar yeah. is fantastic. Oh, and that all... That rhythm switch-up is really interesting. And then All the, the, drum, the drum fills throughout the album yeah. are just, like, they hit good. Um, yeah. I I can't praise this album enough. It's it's really just an incredible... Um, an incredible debut. I... Yeah. Blown away. Absolutely crazy. We... You know, I feel like pop punk was having a bit of a resurgence last year. Olivia Rodrigo's like big songs, uh, definitely like had pop punk influences. I actually learned recently, "Good for You," which was like her big hit that sounded a lot like Paramore, has mm-hmm. a writing credit for Haley Williams on it because it better. <laughs> the, well, there's been that like big legal proceeding where like Robin Thicke was sued by Marvin Gaye and Katy right. Perry's been sued. Like a lot of artists that have. Sam ins- Smith, but yeah, Sam Smith that have been inspired, maybe have taken music. Like I, I'm not one to yeah. judge, um, but now you're seeing artists give credit to artists that are influential to the music to avoid that, yeah. and it also like, I don't know. Regardless, yeah. there is such influence to this, but is also such a step forward for the genre. Like it is, it is to me what could be next. Right? It's it's. Right. I, I cannot wait for the next Pink Shift album. And this came out a month and a half ago. Yeah. So that was Pink Shift with nothing in my head from Love Me Forever out now on Hopeless Records. And you will love them forever. Absolutely. All right. Well, we won't be talking for too long because we're about to hear a song from my number three. And that is Marlo. Marlo 3 is the album. This is the duo of producer larange who i've interviewed awesome amazing producer great guy and vocalist solemn brigham amazing duo that came out in 2018 uh their first album i played the song the basement uh which was i was just stunned by brigham's performance when i saw that video and have been big fans of them ever since and their third album this year was just phenomenal i talk about you know it's up there obviously i ranked it higher than danger mouse and black thought but like i'm saying both of them just amazing production just strong every song's bringing something something really amazing and uh i really like on marlo three you know we're gonna hear this song royal which it's a banger uh undoubtedly the horns on it are incredible Brigham just goes 
balls to the wall <laughs> immediately, just like furiously rapping. Uh, and then you have features from Blue and Joel Ortiz, which Blue had a great album last year, uh, The Color Blue. I was a big fan of that one. And then Joel is from the group Slaughterhouse, hugely influential rapper. And uh, I love his verse as well, but we'll talk about it. But um, this is definitely the highest energy, sort of catchiest song. So I thought it'd be a good one to bring to the end year. But I love some of the quieter moments. Light Trip, which I'm going to put on our playlist, uh, is uh, a quieter, more like cruising, ominous song, but still with a little bit of like a vintage vibe. Really cool. Almost like a new side of them that you don't see as often. And then you got like the sort of vintage sideshow sound that I, I think of it as with Larange's like vintage uh, samples and Brigham's uh, like characters and different stories and like sides of him that he's showing. So why don't we take a listen to this banger of a track. Here's Marlo featuring Blue and Joel Ortiz with Royal. Don't you worry about a thing. You understand? Yep. Sure, I understand. Don't worry, Mom. Third trip, what the story is Made a bigger check, big flex like accordion Aiming at your neck, put the name on the board again It pays to get respect, out of patience If the name ain't put correct I drop the latest, have to plane And now my haters feel neglect Made a stages through the game But I know they don't see the depth I got angels like I'm David You can't name a bigger threat I got pain that made me jaded But I made it through the net I got federal cases, I evaded every step Cause I almost crossed the state Moving this weight up on myself They be trying to get the language Cause their life just don't reflect and I made it through this rap without a chain mate to my neck. Come on, give me the fame and get me shaded. Give me the stainless, get me famous. Hop in a range and made me shameless. Coming up fast, you can't sustain it. Over the past, I'm chasing greatness and I graduated. Been getting acclimated, you can check the affidavit. I got the baddest thing around, you know the mattress made in. I got the loudest pack in town, go ahead and ask your neighbor. Bound to get the crown like it was calculated. I know they mad I made it, leaving with some sadder faces. Yeah, say whatever, say whatever, whatever, whatever. Heard I was around, but I can do you better, do you better. Say whatever, say whatever, take whatever, take whatever. The game will leave you faded if you let the. Say whatever, say whatever, do whatever, do whatever. Heard I was around, but I can do you better, do you better. Say whatever, say whatever, take whatever, take whatever. The game will leave you faded if you let the. This is mastery match with me. I lit the split to lift me. It's the 21st century earth. Blessed Trinity first. 93 to infinity church. 83 retrace my identity birth. I was born in divinity first. Then eventually cursed to return to the dirt with the best and the worst. All become one with the one. The earth spun the third rock under the sun. The first blunt wrote this with supreme focus. About to give birth to a son. Who needs both his parents in his life? Should have married a wife, but I'm married to the life. The street stress and strife Why would I share that with? Match lit, pissed about this rap shit Pass shit, pad too small to move all of my equipment in it Need a studio rented, couple of blunts and cups of liquor Got me venting like Yow. Knock, knock, who's there? It's me, me who? He who your go-to's go-to for that three-two Magic in the beat, oof Diamonds like lightning in my seat, oof Peace dangling from half a key, you Barking up the wrong tree if you're hollering at the yower It's ending with steel, no gender reveal, just a shower 
When they ask, will I retire? I say no. Every time I look at OG in the mirror, it's a go. Long way from Nintendo, holding guns up to blow. All these years later, still got all my ducks in a row. But the ducks look different. The house paid, the trucks come kitted, the housemaids dusting around the kitchen. Yeah, the nicest nigga in the lunchroom did it. Math teacher somewhere proud. I crunch new digits with accountants daily. Real cream like my Mercedes lever. My cheddar is aging better and never the same endeavor. So let them just say whatever, say whatever, do whatever, do whatever. Heard I was around, but I can do you better. Do you better. Say whatever, say whatever, take whatever, take whatever. The game will leave you faded if you let them. Say whatever, say whatever, do whatever, do whatever. Heard I was around, but I can do you better. Do you better. Say whatever, say whatever, take whatever, take whatever. The game will leave you faded if you let them. Yeah, aha, diggity dog. Of course, yeah. it's great. Um, I, you know what? I regrettably have not sat down with this album yet. Um, oh yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's I, a lot to get to. It's favorited. It's in there. I'll listen to it next. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a taste, and I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going back for more. I'm putting my spoon back into that ice cream tub. Um, because yeah. this is great. Marlo is incredible. Um, and I'm uh, I'm I'm. I'm happy you're happy. You oh, know? I'm so happy. I really need to get this one on vinyl. I have Marla 1 on vinyl. Um, but, yeah, I really like just... There's some a couple lines on all of their verses in this song where I'm like, damn, that's great. Yeah. Like, uh, the acclimated, you can check the affidavit, all that part. But, I mean, so many of listening to Brigham's verse, I feel like there's there's some great storytelling in a lot of what he does. But also... Blues line about should have married a wife, but a married to the life, the street stress and strife. Yeah, so good. So good. And and then Joel Ortiz with he who your go-to's go-to for that three two. It's so good. Like all of them just just I'm like, I you you can't miss with this song and with the whole album. And uh, you know the song that comes right before this one is comedian Romesh Raganathan, uh auditioning for marlo and it's super funny it's like a joke because uh-huh. he's a comedian which he has a special on netflix that i'm excited to watch um but even that like laranja's beat is so good and he's just messing around with this verse i'm like this is so great like um so there's like a lot of fun moments like that then there's like like i said some quieter like more chill some more personal songs uh that Brigham goes into, um, which I feel like we get some some different sides to Marlo that um, maybe some stuff we've heard, maybe some stuff we haven't. And so I just love this duo so much. I hope they never stop making music together and separately. Uh, I love them together. I love them separate. And uh, I was surprised by this album, got very excited, and it's uh, stuck with me ever since. I just keep keep playing it over and over again. So... That was Marlo with Royal featuring Blue and Joel Ortiz. And that is from Marlo 3 out now on Mellow Music Group. Luke, we've talked about Tay. We did it. It's about time we talk about Ray. Oh, it's about damn time. I'm bringing my fave Carly Rae Jepsen with The Loneliest Time. And um, this album, I really 
think she has taken a step forward musically because it it goes in a lot of different directions from her previous stuff. I feel like she's been emotion was so pop, uh, dedicated was so like kind of like discoy synthy pop. She's moving a little bit towards singer songwriter, which I feel like is is an interesting but necessary trajectory in her career. Like it it's a yeah. more mature sound. It's a lot more interesting, but she still brings the hits. Um, like, I mean, when, when Western Wind, one of the first singles came out, I was kind of like, I don't know about this. In the context of the album, it's great. Uh, Go yeah. Find Yourself or whatever, one of the last tracks, is like such a... Oh, that one's really good. Such an amazing, like, at, at later album track. But then, of course, she goes back to what she does best, which is like just the the bangers. Um, yeah. The Loneliest Time, obviously, being, I mean, like, the, the most one. viral hit. But I... Rufus been... Wainwright, baby. Can we just talk about Rufus fucking Wainwright? Come I know. On. It's incredible. Like, amazing. Um, But, like, I, I've, I talked about it in my article on Off Shelf. Anxious is a bonus track. It's may might be one of my favorite tracks by her. It's so good. Um, it, it gives, it does the fuzzy thing that Lavender Hayes does to me. I don't know what it is, mm. but they're on a playlist with a couple other songs like that. Um, gives you brain fuzz. Yeah. And I, it's, it is, I think, a very, uh, reserved and stripped back sound from her at times, but she also like does what she does best. I haven't gone back to this album that much. I really love the loneliest time, the song. Uh, but I'm excited to listen to this album more. To do a quick sidebar, I do want to say I was reading an article about how, you know, obviously TikTok is such a huge influence in popular music, and it was, it was a, kind of negatively looking at the effects of TikTok and that bridges have been kind of removed from a ton of pop songs because hmm. since TikTok is so snippet based. Right. The song just needs to sound like the snippet the whole time through, or else people aren't interested in it. Mm. And what's interesting, we, it, tragedy. But Love what's interesting bridge. is that the bridge on The Loneliest Time was the thing that went it's, viral. Yeah. Because the rest of the song doesn't sound like that. True. And I like I saw some people like, this song doesn't sound like this at all. Well, no, that's a bridge. It's different. It's supposed to be... A, a different part of the song in a different key or even a different like you know tempo like it it's a, a that song flipped inside itself and crj baby breaking all the rules and just killing it i was like i wonder if uh due to like her virality this year that song is like climbed up the charts of like her most played like could could it attain call me maybe status oh uh, no, that has oh. four, 14 million <laughs> plays, which is a respectable amount. Uh, call me yeah. maybe is like 50 short of a billion. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. And so, I mean, but it's got years on loneliest time. It does. Talk to me in a decade. Uh, you know what? I, you know, here's, here's what I want. Please talk to me in a decade. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to be here's, so lonely. Here's my loneliest time. Here's my last thing on Carly Jepsen. The production on call me maybe sucks because it is an old song before she was big. I want call me maybe Carly's version. Oh, that'd be cool. Let's make that happen. You and me? Like, yeah, I don't know. Listeners out there. Let's start a petition. (laughs) Okay. Go write your congressman. 
All right, but first I got to talk about my number two. Um, and then I'm going to talk about my second favorite album. Hey, oh, <laughs> um, no, all joking aside, this is an amazing album, uh, from big thief, an amazing band. This is the album dragon new warm mountain. I believe in you. And, uh, great title. That, Kevin, that was my activation phrase. <laughs> that's, that's your winter soldier, uh, yep. phrase that sets you off. Um, yeah, this, Kevin, this breaks your beloved views rule, which, uh, it's 20 tracks, but you know what? They give you quantity and quality on this one because every song is amazing. I, uh, you know what? Here's the thing. Music is the art form in which rules are meant to be broken, right? Yeah. The, the most incredible songs break the rules and if people didn't break the rules we'd be listening to chorus verse chorus verse bridge chorus in three minute chunks on every single song so exactly i i'm glad it broke the rule it should music should great music does right and uh you're not going to get that that sameness on this album because you know big thief like when they started out they were more uh, not what they are now. I feel like I envisioned their career very different when I heard that first album, a lot more electric guitar based. Yeah. And then they got like folkier and folkier. And then this is like a blend of the two, but also like different stuff. Like the uh, wake me up to drive is very like different from what we've heard from them. I feel like it's sort of like it, like an interesting synth sound and, uh, so there's like a lot of like, but then there's like Red Moon is a, just a great like folky like jam. Like there's like barnyard jams on this. Like I just picture them sitting around the farm. Like there's mouth harp on this album, like or jaw harp, whatever you want to call it. Like uh, just so many interesting like folky organic sounds. And uh, it's not a surprise. Like Adrian Lanker is the lead singer and one of the like most amazing guitarists and a great solo career in her own right, as well as Buck Meek, who's also in this band. And then they also make stuff together. So it's like, they're just so prolific, this band and just have been elevating with every album. And this one, the lyrics really get me the song. That's my favorite is no reason. And I feel like that's sort of thesis statement is like talking about, you can tell she wrote it in quarantine but it's not like so obvious with it so it feels just like its own thing but just very like when there is no reason to believe you believe you just do it you know and it's like you keep going like you find a way you know and uh like you not like there is no reason but we still keep believing and uh it's just a beautiful album and uh, like I said, quantity and quality, you get it both. Something for everyone. Yeah, I, I'm i not surprised Big Thief made it for you. You raved about this album when it came oh, out. Yeah. And I, uh, it's it's fantastic. Like I, I do agree that when I first heard Big Thief, I didn't expect them to go in this direction. But I really like this direction. This album's really yeah. good. And like clearly they have sharpened their their knives to cut music because that's how you make it because they do seem to really have been perfecting their sound 
Um, yeah. and evol- but evolving at every time. Like it's never, yeah, it's never stale by any means. No. All right, Kev, let's hear about your number one album of 2022. You know, if you were paying attention, you know that we've talked about an album, teased that I'd be talking about it, and we have yet to get there. So I am, of course, putting it at the top of the list. Lucius with Second Nature. Hell yeah! And you know what? I was a little surprised. Like, it, it, I kept, like... Doing a bunch of ways to quantify quantify this, like all right, like I listen to this this much and blah blah blah, whatever. And I just I put it there and I go, it makes sense. This album, I thought I was gonna have them the highest. I was surprised that you put it higher than me. I was like, but I'm like, I don't disagree with they, you. They kept moving up. Like I was like, oh, this is definitely top ten. I'm like, this is definitely top five. I'm like top three. And then like I was doing the shuffle and I finally made it to a place where it felt good and Lucius was on top. This album, yeah. Um, is just, and like, I had not listened to Lucius regularly before you played them on the podcast. Right. So this was your sort of introduction. And this album just rocked my world. It came out the same week as I Know Nego, and those two essentially mm. were back to back for yeah. a month. Um, and then in returning to this, you know, like, oh, I've been listening to Lucius in a while. It was like an old friend. Like it's it's such a strong album, and I think in a similar way to Pink Shift, the first two tracks set it up so well for success. Um, yeah. with what it's Second oh. Nature and Next to Normal, or yeah, that. yeah, no, so that's that's strong. how it is. Both of those songs, both those songs are in my top five of the year, which goes yeah. to show how much I listened to this album and those two tracks because they also made it onto my like singles playlist. But the whole thing throughout is great. It's a it's a perfect, like, remember in elementary school, there was, or middle school, I don't know, you learned about rising <laughs> action and falling action, right? And, and you'd have your climax and stuff like that. Like, this album yeah. is structured so perfectly. Oh, it's perfect. Oh, my God. Tears in Reverse, the second to last song, you think, okay, we're almost done here. And that's like... Uh, oh, that's in the running from one of my favorite songs. Uh, but Kev, we should talk about the song that we are going to play from this album. Oh my God. Yeah. I, the, which track five, another amazing track comes even later uh, and is dance around it with Brandy Carlisle and Cheryl Crow featured like just amazing heavy hitters. Like these are just four of the greatest vocalists you could ask for with lucius and those two and uh you know i i'm inferring a little bit but i do know that the two lead singers of lucius were going through like separately big changes one of them was getting divorced one of them became a mother these big life changes and i feel like this one is maybe more the divorce uh end of it because it feels like there's the lyric of our love's burning out. Um, and so that's what this is, is like dancing around it, that sort of denial, dancing around, you know, coming to that hard reality of ending the relationship. Uh, and so it's like a really painful thing to capture in a song, but this is just such a jam and just so does it so beautifully. Like the lyrics are really, really get you, but then it's just such a great vibe to listen to as well yeah this is an album we're both very excited about 
Um, yeah. Obviously, as it is this is this the only one that we both have in our top ten? Um, I think we both had Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Taylor Swift. Those are the right. two. Yeah. But I feel like this is sort of collectively our our favorite album, best song ever. Podcasts official favorite album of 2022. Lucius. Yeah. Second I, nature. I, I think that I think that's pretty perfect. Uh, and we're gonna listen to Dance Around It. The anthemic peak of the album. Yes. So so let's give it a spin. This is Lucius, Brandy Carlisle, and Cheryl Crow with Dance Around It. Till it takes me 
I'm not sure which one of us is supposed to talk because it's both of our favorite albums. So let's just say at the like, same time. Yeah, Ready? like on the count of three, one, two, three. Lordy, Hot Lordy, diggity Lordy, dog. Lordy. That was an audio soundscape, I'm sure. Oh yeah, um, amazing. I mean, just this band is incredible, and they're they're here to stay. They've got second nature records now, so I just can't wait for more amazingness from Lucius in the future. And, you know, looking at their Spotify, their top two songs feature with Brandy Carlisle feature with the war on drugs. I saw him play with Roger waters. Like they're just, they've had such an amazing career. And then, and that's not even to talk about their actual music. Like that's all their side stuff, you know? And then I'm like, these albums are so amazing. This one just blew me away. Yeah. Any closing thoughts, Kev listening to that song again, something I listened to a billion times was, was like listening it was like listening to it for the first time. Yeah. And I think that's what the best albums do. Mm-hmm. They hit just as good when you know exactly yeah. what's coming. That was Lucius with dance around it featuring Brandy Carlisle and Cheryl Crow from second nature out now on mom and pop. All right. Well, the final album that we have to talk about, uh, we Kev, you mentioned it and gave all your thoughts on it last week. And I said, I feel like we have like the same takes, but the opposite version of it. <laughs> um, and so let's talk about it. It's Kendrick Lamar with Mr. Morale and the big steppers. Uh, and really my hot take on good kid, mad city is not that hot. It's just that, that came out in 2013 and like certain songs on that are just feel so dated to me because they feel so tied to that time Mm -hmm. and like nostalgic for me, but it still has like backseat freestyle and money trees and like, you know, like so many of my favorites. So I'm like, I would never disparage it, but there's some parts of it. I struggle to listen to now. And I'll, I, I'm not going to fight you on Mr. Morale. I'm going to let you have your moment. The only thing I'll say about Good Kid, Mad City is that that song feels like a day in the life. And that's why I don't mind it being so tied to a time. Because it does feel like we've been Oh, those back. ones I listed. Yeah, yeah, those aren't the ones I'm talking about. I'm more talking about like Swimming Pools and Poetic Justice. Uh, okay, fair. The ones he played on SNL, you know. Uh, but, yeah. Um, so, but but really the, the one thing that I think uh, we had different takes on is you felt like this one was kind of had some of his most challenging stuff and like some of the not as enjoyable to listen to more heavier mm-hmm. where I think it actually has some of his most accessible uh, songs, even though yes, there's heavy subject matter often, but like take rich spirit, uh, which like, I just feel like it's not something you would have ever heard on any previous Kendrick album. Oh yeah. The whole thing is just very like bassy kind of like auto tune and he's just singing the whole time. And so, and then you get like, I'm biased cause I'm, I'm a piano man. I love me some piano. You're Billy and Joel. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, there's such great piano on this and just the production throughout is so interesting how it, seamlessly slips from like really tangible organic instruments of piano that stomping and tapping that you hear throughout Mm -hmm. um 
and then it'll just like slide into this like really synthy like electronic and you're like whoa and then sometimes it's just like really like clubby bass and uh so it's just constantly switching up and like seamlessly it's like glimpses of what we saw on the melodic blue from baby keem yeah and some of it is taking itself while there are like super i mean we cry together that is a hard song that is a to difficult listen, listen yes it's a difficult listen it's um very like if that's featuring taylor page uh from the movie zola amazing actress but like does amazing verse and it's like depicting a fight yeah that ends in sex so it's sort of like the cycle of these toxic relationships um and like um hard to listen to not bad by any means but no. just like you're not gonna be like hanging out and be like oh i got a song boom yeah but i feel like you've got tracks like rich spirit purple hearts mm, yeah um uh silent hill i fucking love silent hill die hard was uh, my top played song on that album Die Hard, which uh, Die Hard's a great example because it's it's very like emotional and vulnerable. You know, mm-hmm. you listen to the lyrics, it's kind of sad, but it's got such like a great like dancey beat. Um, so it's like really just an interesting blend. But Purple Hearts, I think, is like such a catchy song too. Uh, and like so, it's just interesting. Then you have, I feel like you get some like fun throughout, and then like the ending is really like mother i sober and mr morale uh or anti-diaries that's the one i'm talking about i love that song so much uh talking about his loved ones who transitioned and it's just like a a really interesting like the way he does it and there's such like a build with the music it's incredible and the mother i sober talking about this potential sexual abuse as a child and like the sort of gray area of like him not remembering. It's just like such powerful stuff that, yeah, it's, it's hard to listen to like mother. I sober definitely, but, uh, but still stuff that like other rappers would shy away for certainly wouldn't dedicate these five minute deep dives where they like look at it from these different angles. And so he's just like, I mean, it's not that an original of a thought to say that Kendrick Lamar is one of the greatest rappers. Uh, what? but, <laughs> but, uh, but I really, I was very satisfied by this album and just writing my top 10. It's sort of difficult. Like I, I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over again because I look for the same qualities in music. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it's my Gemini rights, Steve Lacey reference. Perfect. Um, that I like things that can slide into these different spaces. The two face of Gemini mm-hmm. sort of like can uh, live in these different and in uh, like various things and surprises you. And so I feel like that's that's definitely what I saw in this album and what I saw in many of my uh, albums in the top ten. Yeah, I. You said no lies. Um, I, you like, I totally like you, you did nail it. And yeah. I think that is, like I said, these are not the objective best albums. These are our favorites and that's yeah, your favorite. That's... And like, I agree with every single thing you said. And everything in the album I just described is the album that you have at like 14 yeah. and that's you baby. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. That's so one that's beautiful it. baby. It's one beautiful baby. So that's it. The best albums of 2022, we talked about 40 of them, maybe not fully 40 because we had some overlap somewhere in there. 
Um, but we talked about a lot of them and some amazing music this year. Definitely. I mean, we say it every year, but, uh, we got, we got some major hitters on this list and, uh, as well as some smaller artists and new artists that were new to us. So yeah, it's, it was just a great year for new music all around. And why don't we talk about some very new music, uh, that came out after we even published our top 10 lists. Uh, let's go to touts. Totes. Yeah, Luke, I feel like we we have to put these together, like, start of December, right? And, like, get things yeah. moving. Music don't stop. It slows down. But we've had it two does. incredible albums come out in the last couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, and we're just going to grab one. Uh, just, just last Friday, SZA with SOS. Wow. I mean, yeah. we her, her follow-up to Control has been... Um, well, like people have been waiting five for years it. in the making, yeah. yeah. And you know what? And I, not even in just structure of release, but even in tone, you know what this album reminds me of is Blonde by Frank Ocean. Um, mm, she has a she has a kind of similar style yeah. of like sing rapping on this album on a few songs. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love those tracks in particular. And I, I'm, I'm just really digging this album now. But it's yeah. Like, had it come out a month ago, like we might have been talking about it just a segment earlier. Yes. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to spend some more time with it. Dipping her toe in some pop punk on mm-hmm. one song, yeah. too. I like and that. Had, like, had you, like, dropped me into the car that I was listening to it, I would have been like, oh, is this a new Willow song? Like, it's yeah, it's very similar sounding. But this is definitely, like, just incredible vocalist. Um, like that's yeah. that's really what oh. stands out. Is she's just like again, not incredible. an ori- uh, not an original statement to say that Kendrick Lamar is a great rapper. Sis is a great singer. Yeah. Uh, hey, and they did the Black Panther soundtrack together. Exactly. Stars. Um, and my uh, tout is an amazing rapper that was on my list last year. Little Sims didn't know this was coming at all. Uh, no, thank you from Little Sims. Uh, great uk rapper little sims and works with this producer inflow who's also in the band salt brian was just telling me that salt and with i a realized U? yeah salt with oh, a i U. love them and it makes a lot of sense like you hear like some of the production yeah like it's you could hear that similar style and uh yeah so i'm really excited to spend some more time with this because every little sims album is amazing i feel like you can hear some similarity to gray area i feel like introvert was a lot bigger and more like broad mm-hmm. of an album. This is a little more condensed and more focused. And yeah, uh, but I'm digging it. I I've I've only been halfway through because it what it dropped midweek, right? Yeah. Oh, um, and I feel like that track halfway through is amazing. There's a really good like midpoint where it's this like epic orchestrated track. I forget yeah. which one it is. I think this one's gonna gonna do it for me pretty well from what I've heard. Yeah. Like it's it's been a, I've been a big fan. Yeah, so that's going to do it for us this week. Um, And we're going to be off next week, but we'll be back the week of New Year's to talk about some New Year's songs. But we want to say thank you for listening all year. Mm -hmm. We had a great year listening to music, doing Dad Rock Summer, and playing all these great new artists. So we appreciate everyone who tuned in. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. We uh, know that there's a bajillion ways to find new music. 
Uh, but we're really happy to be able to present some stuff to everybody or just some of your favorites. Um, it's it's an awesome opportunity and every listen is valuable. So thank, so thank you. Well, we got to talk about our three daddies. We're a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetant.com. Check out all the great uh, live shows going on as well as other great podcasts. I haven't shouted them out. So for the end of the year, Shout out some some great podcasts at Planet Ant. We got Scaring to Sharing and Detroit Strange. Of course, our good buddies at Big Dad Energy Podcast, uh, Joe and Jared. Of course, we love them as well. And then Offshelf.net. Check it out. It's on the internet. And we have a, another podcast over there. Uh, tell me all your thoughts on Pod, which I'm currently wearing a shirt that says Lone Wolf and Cub, which was a band that Aaron Quillen, one of the hosts of that podcast, was in. So... I thought, since I'm wearing the shirt, good reminder to shout out their pod. And they're on hiatus right now, but they uh, review the Billboard hits from the 90s. So it's very fun. I highly recommend. A lot of episodes you can go check out available on Off Shelf. And follow us at Best Song Ever Pod on all social media. And follow me at Indie Darling Music. Uh, see me making some music. And that's going to do it for us this week. I'm Luke LeBen saying, you better check your damn perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, chase that fucking waterfall. <laughs> this is best song ever. And you know what? That's the best of 2022 in the books, baby. Woo! Well, it's best song ever. The podcast better jokes. Clever and the tunes are cool. It's worth whatever. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.